Greetings, humanoids. I'm going to try to keep this quick, just to see if I can. Call it an experiment. Let's geek out for a little bit. I'm going to talk about tabletop role-playing games. I know, great shock coming from me. The particular topic I want to wax philosophical about for a little while, or just sort of wax odd about for a little while, is the idea of using one game as a prompt for another. This is something I've been thinking about for a little while, and I was reminded of it when I got into a short conversation on the Twitters with a gentleman by the name of James Walls. He told me that he's planning to use the board game Small World as a sort of a prompt for a campaign of Dungeon Crawl Classics, and I thought that would fit really well. It's kind of a quirky board game. It's one that doesn't really take itself entirely seriously. It can be kind of humorous, and Dungeon Crawl Classics is definitely humorous, especially if you use all the tables. So I thought that was something that would work well, be kind of a natural fit. The idea presumably being that that he plays out a game of Small World, which for those of you who aren't familiar, it's basically a board game where you have different races of the fantasy variety competing over a tiny amount of space. And he would take the results of that game, the story of that game, as it were, to build the foundation of his DCC game, and then have people make up DCC characters or maybe even do the funnel. I don't know exactly what he's going to do with it. I think he said he's going to blog about it. Maybe he's blogged about it already. I will check. Yes! Yes, he has, as it turns out. He did blog about it, and I will provide a link to that blog entry in the show notes. But basically, yes, as I expected, he's taking the results of his small world game and mapping that to the backstory for his campaign world that he's putting together for his game. Or at least it looks like he's considering it. I haven't read through the whole blog post yet, but from what I can tell skimming over it, it looks like whatever he's going to do, it's going to be pretty cool. So check that out. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the idea of doing that. I think that that was a really cool idea to use the results of that board game for a campaign. And I've also heard of folks using Fiasco, for example. They do a session of Fiasco and then turn that into their D&D campaign when they're talking about just essentially setting up backgrounds for their characters. Strangely enough, I know most Fiasco playsets are not in what one would call D&D type settings, but you can extrapolate. And there is at least the one that's more D&D-ish. Tried playing it once... I kind of felt like there wasn't quite enough of a support of surrounding NPCs to help with it. It was very sort of an isolated thing when I played that particular playset. But I suppose it could be something to be used in the background of a campaign once we came out the other end of it. Basically, long story short, we were all playing bad guys and we ended up blowing each other to smithereens at the end in the wizard's tower we had originally been ransacking. At least that's how I remember it. But anyway... You can use games like Fiasco to create a sort of a background or relationships between your existing characters. Goodness knows, I've done little Fiasco scenarios for myself when I'm trying to figure out plots to short stories, so it's something you can definitely do. Another game that I've used that's specifically designed to build a gaming world is Dawn of Worlds. It's a thing folks put together for free, so the rules are kind of fast and loose and do require your interpretation to fully function. There are going to be questions that come up that you'll need to resolve on your own, but it's kind of a drawing game as well as a world-building game because you draw the map of the world as you go and there are points allocated to that, and it's pretty cool. So that's something that I recommend for folks who want to set up their fantasy world. Similarly, if you're doing a post-apocalyptic game, 
There is a game called The Quiet Year that I've played a session of before. It's got one or two similarities to Dawn of Worlds in that there's drawing involved. You're also drawing a map of the area that the civilization you're creating is in, but it's more of a representational map. It doesn't have to be necessarily all that literal, and it's a smaller area, but that's a cool way of creating a backstory for something post-apocalyptic. Microscope is also a very interesting game that incorporates role-playing elements. It's all about building a timeline. I've read it, but I have not had a chance to play it yet. I'm hoping to get the opportunity sometime. But that's another game that's designed to create a foundation for a setting, which can be used in fiction or RPGs or what have you. And I'm interested in those, but as you may have guessed, I'm also interested in using games that weren't necessarily designed to create settings as their main function being used that way. For example, while I'm sure that the folks who created Small World could see that it was something you could kind of use to build a story, I don't think that was necessarily their main aim. I mean, it could have been. I haven't done any research on that front. But I don't think its main purpose was necessarily as a way to create fodder for a different game. Now, of course, I don't think the designers would have any problem with it being used that way. I'm not saying that at all. But I do like the idea of using games for world-building purposes or scenario-building purposes and incorporating them into other games, especially if it's as a prompt for tabletop RPG scenarios. This was something that I actually tried out at a convention recently, and it worked really well. Some of you may be familiar with the game Dungeon World. As part of its setup, you're kind of supposed to make it up as you go along a bit. You ask questions of the players if you get stuck, and let them help you fill in details about the world and what's going on in the background, that kind of thing. It kind of struck me that it would be possible to run it kind of the same way that I would run Lady Blackbird, another RPG that you can run on the fly where I just sit there and I say, okay, this thing is here. I want each of you to tell me one thing you know about it and just sort of spin that into something. And so for that to happen, I decided I'd need a foundation of just a few prompts in place. And so for the game at the convention, I used In a Wicked Age... That game has what it calls oracles, a system whereby you draw playing cards and match them up to some phrases, and those phrases help you determine some things about the setting. And it sort of implies a Conan-esque setting, but in the session we did it in, it got a little more Shakespearean, which was kind of interesting, but it worked really well. And I was kind of figuring it might... At the very least because the game engine that Dungeon World uses, the Apocalypse Engine, was designed by D. Vincent Baker, who also designed In a Wicked Age, so I knew there'd be at least a thematic parody there. But it worked actually a lot better than I even expected, so that's something that I encourage folks to try if you're feeling up to it. I had one of the folks at the table, once he realized what I was doing, call it the whose line is it anyway system of game mastering. I went around the table a few times as we came up with the different things that the different phrases might mean. Then when we got into the Dungeon World character creation, which doesn't take very long at all because most of it's already done for you, we went around the table a couple more times figuring things out about the characters and their relationships to each other, and by extension, more things about the setting. And by the time we got to the end of character creation, we discussed enough that I had a starting town and a couple of areas to play with. I went around one last time asking each player for a single detail about this starting area. And we went off. And periodically, when things shifted or when they were going to go to a new area, I'd stop and ask each of them for a single detail again. And that would pretty much give me what I needed to be able to keep moving. 
And it all ended in a fight in a stone circle in a forest with an ex-noble who was getting ready to awaken an ancient evil deity and had transformed into something half-man, half-raven. And it looked like everyone pretty much dug it. They really got into it, and meaningful things happened in the story, and everything that they wanted to accomplish had a price, but it was almost always a price they were willing to pay. So it became this epic story of conquest and sacrifice and working to save the world. And I had a really good time with it. It was a lot of fun, and the success that the group I was playing with had with it is kind of making me want to try it with something slightly longer term, like a mini-campaign or something, if I ever somehow manage to chisel out the time. Ha 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 ha. Ah, time. I wonder where one gets more of that stuff. But anyway, it's also making me want to smash more games together and see what happens. I've recently been having thoughts about combining vampire and durance in some strange way, but that's something for another time. That's probably a different kind of thing entirely. But I'm also curious to know what other games you think would work well as prompts for other games. Feel free to write in comments on the blog, or hit me up on Twitter, or email me or whatnot, send passenger pigeons, what have you, because this is a subject that's interesting to me, and I would like to explore it a bit more. But in the meantime, I said I'd try to be short with this, and I'm probably failing spectacularly at this point, so I'm gonna sign off. Take care, folks, and I'll see you all of a sudden.